Welcome everybody, my name is Corey Allen, and of course, this is the Overton Report. I appreciate you joining us today. We have a couple pretty incredible things to discuss. You are listening right now, if you're listening to the premiere of this, on BigPatriotRadio.com. And if not, I highly suggest you start tuning in at 7 p.m. on weeknights uh, to hear podcasters from all over the state of South Carolina and other places discussing the issues that are facing all of uh, all of us conservatives here in this state. Of course, you can find our videos of some of the other issues. Some we do cover on this show, some we don't. There's always just so much going on. Uh, but you can find us on YouTube at uh, just search The Overton Report or YouTube.com slash The Overton Report. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Corey.Allen.Overton or just search The Overton Report and I will pop up. Uh, you can follow me there or send a friend request, either one. Now, you can also find us and we're going to be talking about one of the exposés that I, I, I did at this website. Uh, at theovertonreport.substack.com. Now, all of the shows that we do here on Big Patriot Radio, eventually we publish as podcasts uh, accompanying an article on theovertonreport.substack.com. A great place to support your local uh, local writers and journalists, independent journalists like like yours, yours truly. Uh, so I... I highly suggest checking us out there as well. And of course, you know, we're on Twitter, uh, or I guess it's called X now, right? But yeah, at Overton underscore the. Anyway, now that that's out of the way, let's get started. The first thing that I want to touch on today is uh, something to do with the low country. So in Beaufort County, a, uh, an article has come out from uh, the Island Packet. An article came out just a few days ago, and this article is titled, here's the headline, quote, He was dangerous. The harassment Beaufort County teachers face by the book ban movement. Now, if you've been following this uh, situation, you know that even the term book ban movement is, is absurd on its face. Asking for a children's library to be curated so as not to include pornographic material uh, and extremely explicit depictions of rape, incest, murder, all of these things, just gratuitously, uh, including illustrations, is not banning books, right? Banning books would be making books illegal to own or buy, purchase, sell, etc. Okay? It has nothing to do with curating a children's library in a public school. But of course, the left likes to use hyperbolic language in order to uh in order to stoke emotion, division and fear. So of course, straight from the headline they go full-on into leftist propaganda. 
Now, this uh, this article is about a parent, mainly uh, David Cook, who recently went very viral all over the country because he took a couple of bags of chicken feed and uh, tossed them up onto a, uh, a stage during a school board meeting and saying, since you're chickens, here's, here's some here's some food for you. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, the school board tried to make it uh, sound and, and also leftist activists and and media. They really tried to make it sound as if he had like taken corn and just started chucking it into the faces of school board members. But no, there's a video. It's right there. It's even in this article. He underhand tossed a couple of bags, like small little bags filled with corn up onto the stage about 15 to 20 feet away from any of the board members. So again, hyperbole and falsehoods, misinformation with the intent of stoking fear and division and uh, hate, right? So anyway, <laughs> if you haven't been following all of this, there's a little little bit of a, a little bit of a history for it. So where did all of this start? This all started when a couple of parents challenged 90, I think 93 or 97 books that were in school libraries all throughout Beaufort County. These books included things like Gender Queer, All Boys Aren't Blue, This Book is Gay. The vast majority of them, well, they say, the, the, the leftist activists, that it's some attack on, on LGBTQIA2 plus squared community. However, 80, I think it's 80 to 85% of the authors that are listed in this book are straight white men. So that's weird. <laughs> you know? But anything, anything they can do to uh, push a victim narrative doesn't matter. Reality is, it just does not matter to them. Now, I am mentioned in this article, of course, as a uh, right-wing extremist with a far-right newsletter, right? And we're going we're gonna to get there. Basically, uh, there was a teacher, Mandy Burleson, who, or Marty, sorry, Marty Burleson, and I wrote an article about this teacher giving out secret surveys to the children in, in eighth grade, in her eighth grade middle school classroom, where she says that they can keep it a secret from their parents. Do they have any other names they want to be called? Do they have other pronouns that they want to be called? Right? Passing out trans stickers. And this teacher actually had uh, trans their own kid. So their own kid is trans, okay? Now, that article, again, you can, you can find that at theovertonreport.substack.com. And I will link it if you're listening to this podcast there. But I'm going to read you some of this article from the Island Packet because I really think that we need to clear some stuff up. Okay. Hilton Head Island's middle school teacher, Marty Burleson, never thought she'd consider buying a gun to protect herself. Then David Cook started a series of events that changed her mind. So you see there? Violence at the very beginning, the first sentence. Burleson, who teaches multimedia design and engineering at the school, was recently called out by a far-right newsletter for displaying district-provided rainbow stickers and giving students a survey asking about preferred pronouns. It was the same survey she'd given out for the past four years, and she'd thought nothing of the bright stickers. 
First off, in my article, there's one mention of trans flag stickers that had been put up throughout the school and the classroom and had been taken down. One little, but also that's not a rainbow sticker. And also they weren't district provided. That's a lie. Uh, But we'll get to that in a minute. I was terrified, she said. I feared so much for my safety that I was willing to compromise my values to protect my family because I felt so unsafe. The newsletter was published February 22nd, about four months after Superintendent Frank Rodriguez pulled nearly 100 books from Beaufort County School District Library shelves for review in October, and the district plunged into the highly politicized nationwide discourse on, quote, book banning and parents' rights over schooling. Since the titles were removed, BCSD's review process has garnered national news coverage. Burleson and other Beaufort County employees have been labeled as sexual groomers, predators who build a relationship with a child to abuse them, on social media, reported to law enforcement officers, targeted in public information requests, and harassed on social media, in person, and in front of their bosses. Much of the harassment comes from Cook, a Hilton Head Island resident whose children attend Beaufort County Public Schools. So let's unpack that. It's, it's frustrating to me that they didn't at least link to the newsletter that they're talking about, because it is me, and they, they, they mention that later. Because they don't want you to see what the actual truth of the story is, okay? So let me go switch over to the article that they're referring to. The article that uh, I wrote was SC Teacher Busted, Secret Gender and Sex Orientation Surveys to Middle Schoolers. She transed her own kid and promised to keep the survey from parents and administrators. I have photographic evidence of the survey. The survey is called Who's Behind Those Eyes? Okay? Please, and, and, and it says, please feel free to be open and honest. I promise to keep these just between you and me. Okay? So, the context, and I never named this person's kid. No, I would never do that. Uh, although the the kid, I think the kid is not a minor any, uh, anymore, but... Uh, her kid came onto the comment section of my article, you know, and outed herself. Well, her, I say her, but she thinks she's a he. But anyway, here's what I wrote. I said, see, the teacher has spent up to this point, spent years up to this point, tra- transitioning her own daughter into a son and has made no secret expressing her own full-fledged support for the controversial ideas behind gender ideology, which is being pushed upon children at an ever-increasingly young age. And she has done this at every opportunity in the classroom, despite many of her students being prepubescent themselves. Trans flag stickers, which have since been taken down since our investigation began, innuendos, the urging of her 11 to 13 year old students to, quote, come out to her, her very public support of various liberal ideologies and her assurances of these uh, to these vulnerable children that she is more than willing to hide all of it from their own families. All of these are very clear signs of a woman who would obviously be easily offended and who would target any child who expressed concern over the assigned survey. I said, uh, uh, the parent found out about this survey when their daughter came home frustrated about, about it being given to her by a computer teacher named Marty Burleson at Hilton Head Island Middle School on Monday, January 9th of this year. 
The student said that multiple children in the class had expressed their, their own discomfort with the hidden nature of the survey, as well as the private and suggestive content uh, that it asked them amongst themselves. But the student also said that they were afraid to confront the teacher about it for fear of being targeted or of offending the teacher. At first glance, it seems quite strange that 12 and 13 year old eighth grade students should be concerned about offending a teacher by simply stating that they're uncomfortable being asked to hide information about sexual orientation and gender identity from their parents and counselors. But the more we learned about the teacher in question, the more it began to make sense. The students were probably correct in their assumption. Thankfully, one went to her parents about the situation. So, so this is what we're talking about, right? When we're talking about how my far-right newsletter caused her to be harassed. This is insane. She's a, she's a public employee being paid by tax dollars. And she's giving secret surveys to children. Children! And now here we are, like, six months later, and she wants to come out and, and play victim? So, switching back to the island packet. It says that this newsletter and what it causes made teachers like Hilton Head Island Middle School literary coach Kathleen Harper, who's been in the classroom for over 25 years, fear for their safety and personal and professional reputation. Oh, they're concerned about cancel culture, are they? Well, isn't that interesting? They're concerned for their professional reputation after giving secret surveys to children about their sexual identity and sexual preference. So suddenly, suddenly, by these, these, these leftists who haven't thought twice for years, coming at you for, for making a comment on Facebook, trying to get you fired, doing everything they can to destroy your life, suddenly, when you show them giving secret surveys about sex to literal preteens in middle school, you're the bad guy. Very interesting take, very, uh, you know, the hottest of hot takes, if you ask me, as a matter of fact. How dare you? You're paid by tax dollars. You're giving secret surveys out that you ask the children to keep secret from administrators and parents. You're passing out trans flag stickers in February, and you're concerned about your professional reputation? Doing it didn't concern you. Just the fact that I wrote about it. That's what concerns you. The fact that it came to the attention of the public. And that makes me far right. Weird. Since when did, since when did saying, hey, teachers in public schools that children are forced to go to, how about keep your kinks and your perversions away from preteens? Since when did that become a far right statement? Please explain that to me in detail. Let's talk about it. God, I swear, man. Forgive me. I was terrified. I feared so much for my safety that I was willing to compromise my values to protect my family because I felt so unsafe. Compromising her values in this context means that she went out and bought a gun. And presumably up until this point, the Second Amendment was the, the antithesis of her values. Right? I, uh, oh, anyway, anyway. Let's, let's continue. <laughs> Starting from this paragraph again, it says, It's made teachers like Hilton Head Island Middle School literary coach Kathleen Harper, who's been in the classroom for over 25 years, 
fear for their safety, and personal and professional reputation. Cook has access to school grounds as a parent and has specifically been targeting Burleson and Harper, who have taught his children. Despite Cook's claims and complaints, he didn't ask to have his children removed from Burleson and Harper's classes, according to the women. The teachers filed their their own reports saying that they're victims of of Cook's harassment. Now, I, I haven't seen those. But it says, but as, but as Burleson and Harper return to school this August, they say they still feel concerned for their and their family's safety, leaving them questioning whether or not to stick with the profession that they love. Quote, these are people that are strong supporters of guns and violence and vengeance and, you know, vigilantism, Burleson said. The more and more I think about this, the more and more uncomfortable I am. Let me read that again for you. These are people that are strong supporters of guns and violence, and vengeance, and, you know, vigilantism, said Burleson, the woman who gave secret sexual surveys to 11 and 12-year-olds. Yeah, that one. Violence, vengeance, and vigilantism. You would think that this woman had not been watching the news for the past three and a half years. Is this a joke? It's unreal. These people are going into the island packet to assassinate the character of a parent who had questions about secret sex surveys and explicit books being shoved down his preteen children's throats. They're doxing that guy. They're accusing him of violence and vengeance while doing this and while saying, I'm, I bought a gun for him. <laughs> like, what? And just so you know, Here's the example of David Cook harassing them. David Cook posted on his own Facebook profile, quote, If you're in support of giving sexually explicit material to children, it's important to re- remember dead pedophiles don't reoffend. That's what he said in a Facebook post on his own profile. And they took it personally. They took that very personally. So what does that mean? Does that mean that they are saying that they are in support of giving sexually explicit material to children? Because, like, when somebody says dead, dead pedophiles don't reoffend, it doesn't make me feel personally attacked. Does it make you feel personally attacked when somebody says that? Right? <laughs> There's only one type of person that would feel personally attacked by that or personally harassed by that, isn't there? Isn't there? So, I I don't know. Then Harper says that the police department, the Beaufort County Sheriff's Office, Harper, the other teacher, told her to watch her back in public and that he is dangerous. That's incredible. So, here's the next part of, of this article. And this is where you really get the background. So, they said all of this stuff. He's you know, The Sheriff's Department said that this... this parent is dangerous and etc etc well here is the next section and it's titled this is a bullet it says burleson who's been with the buford county uh, school district for 10 years with five years as a full-time teacher said she fell in love with teaching from the moment she stepped into the classroom and is passionate about helping disadvantaged children in february of last year burleson had to stop doing what she loves and this is the part they blame on me She was put on paid administrative leave because the survey she asked students to complete, quote, has caused concerns with some parents and community members. 
according to a letter from Chief Administrative and Human Resources Officer Alice Walton. Burleson said Walton repetitively told her it was because of her safety. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of each semester, Burleson gave out an what they what they call it an optional survey in person and on students' Google Classroom, which is accessible to parents, although the survey said, I promise to keep these just between you and me. Uh, that's not true, by the way. The only time that it was on the Google Classroom thing was after COVID, okay? It's very important for you to understand that. And, and the students have logins to that, not the parents. Anyway, Burleson said that many other teachers have a survey like that asking the same questions. Bruder, the district spokesperson, said in a written statement that the get-to-know-you surveys are a typical practice and the district doesn't have specific rules about teachers asking students' pronouns. But in February, when Burleson had one of Cook's children in her class, her uh, principal asked her to remove questions about pronouns and the sentence about keeping answers between her and the students. Bruder said there should always be open dialogue and transparency between teachers and parents. Burleson said it's more complicated than that. So she was justifying hiding it. Later in February, her name and photo were on a far-right newsletter, the Overton Report. The newsletter is Charleston, South Carolina-based and run by extremist Corey Allen, who also live-streamed the January 6th insurrection on the steps of the U.S. Capitol with the caption, Get ready because the best is yet to come. I don't recall that caption at all. Actually, I think that's a lie. Uh, The only quote I recall is, Wow, this is crazy, man. This is crazy. Anyway, anyway, yeah, I was I was there. I did live stream it. I did cover the events of that day. So did every news organization in the world. In the world. The newsletter said Burleson spent years up to this point transitioning her own daughter into a son and has made no secret expressing her own full-fledged support for the controversial ideas behind gender ideology. Burleson didn't fully process what was happening until later that evening. After school, after the kids all left, I sat down and I read it and just about lost my mind. You pulled my child into this. You've crossed a line now, she said. Wait, 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 wait a second, wait a second. Brought your child into this? How many children did you bring into it? How many children? You said you've been giving this survey out, asking people their sexual identity, asking 11 and 12 year olds their sexual identities for four years. That's what you said you did. How many people's children did you bring into this? I didn't I didn't say a word about your child. I didn't name your kid, nothing like that. Burleson said, and then it goes on to say, Burleson said Blue, her child, was bullied worse because of the article. But Blue's handling the attention better than she is. Uh that would be impossible. Because again, nobody nobody said anything about your kid. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, I just said what you did. And your your kid came onto the comment section identifying, we don't dox people, you do that. Anyway, two days after the newsletter was published, Burleson was placed on paid administrative leave. A letter from HR said that it was because of her survey and because it had caused concern with some parents and community, community members. So then it goes on to talk about Cook. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link this in the overtonreport.substack.com along with uh, my actual report on this matter, which anyway, and if and if the Island Packet, if this uh, hack writer wants to uh, wants to discuss any of this with me, uh, I'd be happy to. Hey, man, we could do it live. 
We could we could have a discussion about the pros and cons of teaching 11-year-olds uh, about sexual kinks and, and hormone replacement therapy. We could have that discussion live, anytime, anyplace. You let me know. But I want to know from the people listening, um, is... Is it a far-right extremist view to say that children shouldn't be taught to hide things from their parents while telling teachers, especially when it comes to items of sexual nature? Is that really, is that what, is that where we're at now? That's a far-right extremist viewpoint? Or is the extremist viewpoint the one that's, that claims that men can be women, boys can be girls, and children should be taught about fetishistic same-sex in detail, in graphic detail, through children's library books and secret surveys. And is there any other way to define somebody who encourages that type of thing in children? Is there any other way to define them than a groomer? What are you doing if not grooming them to accept kink and fetish at a young age? This has always been the argument. <laughs> Just stay away from the kids. It's not, I mean, whatever. If that's if that's right-wing extremism, then put my name in that put my name in that category. Put me in that box. That's fine. Whatever. To me, it just seems like common decency and basic human understanding of reality. So whatever. Let's have the discussion whenever you're ready. But you won't, no, because you don't want to be pushed back on it. You, you, will, you will only speak to people who are going to uh, accept your ideology without question. You don't want to be questioned on any of these items. Not in good faith. Not really. You want to paint anybody who disagrees with it, no matter how valid or real or, or, or made in good faith their points are. You just want to paint them as extremists and dangerous. You literally said you bought a gun because people found out what you were doing in your classroom. That makes you an extremist. That's what you said. It's in print in the island packet. That's what you said. Anyway. Moving on to uh, another issue that's going on in South Carolina. We are popping off to the Midlands. And we're going to talk a little bit about an issue in the Lexington County Republican Party. Okay. Now, this is something that we've been talking about on, uh, on Facebook and, and, and uh, in, some, in some YouTube videos and things like that uh, for a little while. Started back in uh, January 10th. Now... I'm going to go ahead and uh, just a, a quick backstory, and then I'm going to play a video. Well, I'm going to play the audio of a video that I did about this when it first happened. Jan uh, July 10th, uh, I was asked by a number of uh, executive committee men, precinct presidents, members of the Lexington County Republican Party to come up to their meeting because they had a problem with their chair, this woman named Pamela Godwin, and... For years, Pamela Godwin has been spreading gossip and rumors and nonsense about me. It turned out that there were, you know, dozens of victims of the same type of character assassinations. 
in Lexington County, and somehow, some way, she still found herself uh, in power of the Lexington County Republican Party. Uh, it all came to a head because she continued to uh, engage in, in kind of junior high gossip and uh, attempting to isolate and alienate certain people and turn people against, just, you know, just real childish, vindictive, venomous, hateful stuff. So I go up to the meeting and she flipped out, okay, wanted to have me forcibly removed from the meeting, was trying to find some way to either have police remove me or have her like private bodyguards or something like force me out, didn't work. And then everything just really came to a head because she started getting super paranoid and blaming like other officers in the party for this, uh, for inviting me, which was totally untrue. No officers of the party had I even ever spoken to or met up to that point. And then a few days after that, she had a, a, a different meeting, what they call a MAGA meeting, because she's weaponized the term MAGA. There's a group that has been trying to weaponize the term MAGA uh, and America first. It's actually gotten quite annoying because at the same time, they all lie about connections to Trump and just, you know, really weird, again, childish stuff. But at that little get together, she forcibly removed the first vice chair and third vice chair from uh, from the restaurant where they were holding that event. And then everything came to a head. But before we get into that what's going on now because there's a whole new set of problems now but here let me play you some clips from my uh, last video where I addressed all of these issues man look my fellow South Carolinians I believe that this video is extremely important for you to see a group named my SEGOP has been attempting to take over county Republican parties throughout the state of South Carolina for a couple of years now. Their leadership are children. They act like children and they will stop at nothing. They, they are the equivalent of Stalin if the only power Stalin could accumulate was a county chairman position. This is proof of that. Lexington County GOP. I went there a week and a half ago and the chairman demanded that all of the other elected officers, mind you, I was invited, by multiple ECs and other members of the Lexington County Republican Party. But the chair demanded that I be arrested, forcibly removed, trespass, etc., etc., blah, blah, blah. When the vice chair and the third vice chair and the parliamentarian, who hates me, by the way, told her that was not possible and it was illegal and there was no reason to do it, she went ape shit. Now, this is Pam Godwin. Lexington County GOP chair, the same woman who tells everyone I wear women's clothes and I'm a trans activist, despite the fact that Steve Bannon, James Woods, Michael Flynn, Daily Wire, Gateway Pundit, Libs of TikTok, all of these groups share my posts exposing the left for who they are, including their nonsensical trans movement. Okay, she is still trying to convince people that I'm a trans activist. She claims that there is a uh, video of me wearing drag, dancing like a woman in women's clothes. Well, let me say it right here, right now. Provide me evidence of this video of me in women's clothes. 
$2,500 in cash, gold, or silver in your hand or given to the charity of your choice, your decision. Otherwise, shut the f*** up. Stop lying about the most effective conservative activist in the state of South Carolina. Yeah? But here is her. Here is that same woman, that same liar, that same gaslighter, that same child in an adult's uniform, forcibly removing the first vice chair of the Lexington County Republican Party and the third vice chair of the Lexington County Republican Party from a restaurant owned by state rep and Freedom Caucus member J. Kill Martin, the melting pot, in the Columbia area in South Carolina, on a whim, just because they came in and because they refused to arrest me. They refused to call the police on me for attending a Lexington County Republican Party meeting. I think you've done enough. So you were simply invited to leave. Do we speak to Pamela? Who is they? You can. You know. Don't make it hard on me. Just please. Why is this stuff going on? I'm told that you're not invited to leave. Mark and I are getting kicked. We're being told we we can't stay. Um, it's RSVP. Um, it's RSVP. Um, it's RSVP. Um, it's RSVP. You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yo, we've come to the MAGA meeting so many times. I'm talking to Jay. I don't understand what's going on. So this is the way it's going to be, Pamela. You have done it. You, I know about all the upset calls I've been making and subversions and, and Lanou is aware and everything. Y'all have been The only one who's gone around trying to cause problems is you, Pamela. We've been upset. You won't, you won't respond to me. I have to threats. People. I have all of them. There is no threats. There is no threats. Don't you ever accuse us. Yeah, don't you ask Everybody false. knows. Okay, just no because you say that, Pamela, doesn't make sense. Say it, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. Everybody saw you. Yeah. No, 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 this behavior is totally inappropriate and it's disrupt it's, it is detrimental to our movement. She decided to make up lies and rumors and vitriol and hate about them. That's who she is. And that's who her uh, sycophants like Harrison Musselwhite are. And that, my friends, is, is the crux of the leadership of my SCGOP. So many good people who I consider good friends are involved with my SCGOP. You're good people, but you're being misled. Right. So, as you can tell, it's a very convoluted issue, and it's very hard to simplify because so much has happened. So much has been going on for so long, and it's so vindictive, and it's so, like I said, convoluted. It's just, every time you dig in, it, you, you realize, oh my gosh, I've just scratched the surface. So you dig two more miles down, and you're like, oh... Wait, no, now I just scratched the surface. We've got another two miles to go. And it just keeps going and going. Well, after all of this happened, there was a scheduled meeting for uh, yesterday, Monday, August 7th. 
And this this scheduled meeting was it was on the roster. It was already done, right? It was going to happen. So a couple weeks ago, about a week and a half ago, Pam Godwin, the chair, sends an email out at 12.07 a.m. Uh, asking the steering committee, which is a committee that decides certain things, to cancel the meeting and for them to have a movie night instead. The reason that she did this was because she caught wind that they were going to be censuring her and asking her to resign at this coming meeting, the one that happened yesterday, August 7th. At 12.11, she sends an email to the Chamber uh, of Commerce, which is where they hold every one of their meetings. 100% of their meetings are held there. She, she sent an email five minutes after asking people to, to get together later and, and cancel the meeting. She sent an email canceling the reservation unilaterally, okay? But that all got corrected, and, and it became very clear that the meeting was still going to take place. So she called a special meeting, and that turned into a crazy two-hour event. I was there. They tried to kick me out. She tried to kick me out twice. Didn't work. Um, shout out to the members of the party for standing in front of me and refusing to allow them to forcibly remove me. They also kicked, tried to kick out all the other media that was there. But anyway, I'll, I'll put up links to, to all of that. It, it was a, it was a, turned into a shouting match. It was very crazy that night. Nothing got accomplished. So that happened on August 3rd. Now, a couple of days later, it's, it was still clear that the originally scheduled meeting was still going to happen on August 7th. She canceled movie night and sent out flyers saying that she was having another special called meeting on the same day, August 7th. It started a half hour later than the legitimate meeting. Like I said, this is convoluted. You still with me? <laughs> so anyway, if you go to my Facebook page, you'll see that about, well, in the photo of their meeting, of her meeting, her fake illegitimate meeting, there are about 20 people, but five or six of those people, uh, at least, are non-voting. We're non-voting members. So there are about 14, maybe, 14 being generous voting members, not a quorum. A quorum means you have to have a quorum to take part in business. But 40 voting members showed up, and, and the quorum for them, I believe, is something like 26 voting members. So, but a quorum did show up at the originally scheduled meeting. And at that meeting, it was chaired by the first vice chair, Mark Weber, and they came out with a censure. And of course, if you guys uh, are listening to this on Big Patriot Radio, you're not going to see this, but I am going to read you some of it. Otherwise, you can uh, sign up for the OvertonReport.substack.com, and I'm going to send. Uh, I'm going to include photographs of this censure and this demand for resignation. I'm going to include photographs of each of the meetings. I'm going to include links to. Post and Courier article, WACH article, and, and numerous other articles about this situation to hopefully clear it up. And I'm also going to write a piece on it to make it a little bit more clear. But basically, <laughs> and I found out something crazy yesterday while watching the live stream of this meeting. And when we get to that part in the censure, we'll talk about it. So, Lexington County Republican Party resolution to formally censure and demand the resignation of Lexington County Republican Party Chairman Pamela D. Blanton Jackson LeBrec Godwin 
for dereliction of duty, statements unbecoming of the chairman, dishonesty, and inability to fulfill the role, responsibilities, and obligations of the office of chairman. Now they say Pamela D. Blanton, Jackson, Labreck, Godwin. Why do they say that? Because some people in the Lexington County Republican Party found out that she's got a lot of different aliases. And actually, four or five, I think it's five, five of her uh, other names, five of her names are actually have active voter status right now at this very moment in time in multiple states, including Florida and South Carolina. So that's interesting because she, she does tend to talk about uh, election integrity quite often. <laughs> so it says, whereas Chairman Godwin's public statements regarding party members, executive committee members, party officers, and members of the public have repeatedly been made to offend and malign and have become so egregious as to amount to personal attacks upon members of the Lexington County Republican Party, which are prohibited by the state and county party to regulate decorum in the body, as shown in the attached exhibit, which I will include at the overtonreport.substack.com. It's just a bunch of uh, victim statements, basically, about what Pam has done to them. So there's that. But let's get into the important things, the more important things, which are her, her breaking rules, okay? She hasn't, uh, she has not, she's not appointed any committees, like rules committee, resolutions committee, outreach committees, all of these things that are necessary to run a party effectively and bring more people in and, and you know, get more voters and run good conservative candidates. Hasn't done any of that. No committees exist, <laughs> right? Uh, this is the crazy one, okay? Under Rule 5D.2 uh, for removing appointed officers, quote, the county executive committee may remove any appointed officer at any time for due cause with prior notice and debate. Such a vote must occur in the presence of a quorum and requires two-thirds vote to pass. On August 2nd of 2023, the chairman unilaterally officially unappointed the treasurer from her position effective immediately in violation of the rule and then had the state EC email the treasurer demanding all of her treasury documents should be returned to him. And then on August 4th, the next day, uh, or the, the day after that crazy meeting that I told you about that happened on August 3rd, the LCRP bank account the Lexington County Republican Party bank account at First Community Bank was closed by Chairman Godwin without any notice, any advice, and any consent or approval from the steering committee or the executive committee. And as of this date, the whereabouts of those funds are unknown. And there, were, there was over $6,500 in that account. She closed the account out and nobody knows where the money is. That's big to me, okay? So they go on to talk about some of the other rules that she's broken, like uh, appointing people to this steering committee without the consent of the other officers of the executive committee. There's dereliction of duty, official misconduct of office, abuse of power. States that she's brought ridicule, dishonor, shame, and disgrace to herself, the state of South Carolina, the Lexington County Republican Party, and to its citizens, and it is therefore appropriate that she be censured by the body and asked to resign from office. 
Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Executive Committee of the Lexington County Republican Party that the Lexington County Republican Party, by this resolution, hereby censures Chairman Godwin and demands her resignation as chairman for dereliction of duty, statements unbecoming of the chairperson, dishonesty, and inability to fulfill the role, responsibilities, and obligations of the office of chairman. So, that's the censure. Now, I think it's well written. I think it's a good idea. (laughs) Uh, For obvious reasons. I mean, you can't run a party like this, right? You can't get anything done. We have so much work to do. We have so many good conservatives that we must elect. And we have so many bad Republicans that we must get rid of as far as elected officials go. But there always seems to be a group, and unfortunately, it always seems to be the the leaders of the exact same group every single time, my SCGOP, that bring in people like Pam Godwin, who have no idea what they're doing, who can only be deceitful, venomous, vengeful, disruptive, and who do the exact opposite of what my SEGOP claims to want to do, and that is elect good conservative Republicans. At a certain point, you have to look at it objectively and think to yourself, well, wait, if there's a group out there and they are consistently accomplishing the exact opposite of their stated goals, maybe that's not by accident. Maybe it's on purpose. Maybe their real goals are the opposite of their stated goals. I mean, they just sent out a thing today, some newsletter <laughs> about infiltrators and things like that. And I, I defy you to go and read that newsletter and keep yourself from thinking, oh, yeah, that's exactly what this group, their leadership is doing every single chance they get we'll we'll uh we'll focus on that a little later i'll put out i'm going to put out kind of a comparison on on that in the, in the coming days there's just so much to unpack with that it would take me a whole nother hour but the fact of the matter remains that pam the lcrp chair has lost the faith and respect of her county of the Republican Party, and in order to get things done, if her ego isn't that, isn't too big to allow it to happen, she needs to step down. She needs to step down so that real work can be done. Now, if Pam cares about the movement and cares about actually helping the nation and helping our state and helping the conservative ideals that we all believe in, then she will step down and allow that work to, to, to start finally. If Pam cares about her own ego, her own power, if Pam cares about being seen and recognized more than she cares about the movement, then she will continue to call fake meetings that are taking place at the same time that legitimate meetings are to take place. Then she will she will refuse to resign. She will do God knows what with the money that she got after closing that account filled with donations of Lexington County Republican Party members. 
if she cares about power more than she cares about the movement, she will continue down the path that she has been going down thus far. So this is a chance for her to put her actions where her words so often are. But the odds aren't looking good. <laughs> Anyone who knows Pam, they would probably tell you the same thing. And I'm not the only one that think this. I talked to, I have talked to multiple elected officials who also believe the same thing. I will not out those people, but it's just the fact of the matter. In order for the business of the Lexington County Republican Party to move forward, Pamela Godwin must resign. Anyway, that's going to do it for us here at the Overton Report for tonight. Like I said, sign up at theovertonreport.substack.com. We will put this uh, this podcast out there in the next couple of days, which will include source links, photos, a full article uh, explaining the ins and outs and the details of both things that we just talked about tonight. Uh, I do hope that you enjoyed it. Also, you know, we just went to the, the Silver Elephant Gala, the, the, the biggest night for the South Carolina Republican Party. Donald Trump spoke. And I'll tell you, he was he was succinct, precise. It was it was it was like 2016, 2017, 2018 Donald Trump classic. He was on point. That is the Donald Trump that I like to see. And uh, I just want to say also to those out there who who recognized me, came up, spoke to me. It it is always just so humbling, so humbling. Uh, I, I really do appreciate all of the support that uh, that everybody out there has given me. It means more than the world. It, it truly does. I, uh, I'll do everything I can to keep everyone else on the up and up and do my work faithfully. And uh, I won't let you down. I promise you. So once again, there's another one in the can. You can find us at uh, theovertonreport.substack.com youtube.com slash the Overton Report again on Facebook facebook.com slash Overton, or search the Overton Report and I will pop up Corey Allen and uh, and on Twitter at Overton underscore the uh, and any other platform just search the Overton Report wherever you'll find me once again thank you so much for tuning in we'll see you next time my name is Corey Allen and this has been the Overton Report